If you need a new podcast to listen to and you like comedians, you should check out It's Not About You with Jamal, Marianne, and Cousin Todd. It's a couple of stand-up comedians and their nerd talking about current events or interviewing their contemporaries. Okay, actually it's just them talking to their friends and about what they've been watching on Netflix or Disney+. So check it out on your favorite podcasting app or go to notaboutyou, that's the letter U, notaboutyoupod.com. Notaboutletteryoupod.com. Come check it out. We also do live streams on Sundays at 1 p.m. on Facebook, facebook.com slash notaboutyoupod. Same spelling. We should, like, go and, like, hang out with Todd. <laughs> Whoa. It's Todd. Yeah. <laughs> Todd's even cooler than we thought. <laughs> Boys, I'm looking for a fella who goes by the name of Todd. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> He's cool. <laughs> Todd would make, like, a good manager or something. <laughs> Todd roll. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the 206 Geek Podcast with your host Todd, the 206 Geek. Yes, I am Todd, the 206 Geek, and I am your host. This is episode 139, and you know what? Yesterday was Star Wars Day, so hopefully you guys had a great 4th of May. Today is Cinco de Mayo, or or some people have been calling it Revenge of the... Revenge of the Fifth, because um, you know you have to include the the prequels in 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 the, a Star Wars day. Because you know having a Star Wars day isn't enough. Um, and people also say Re- Revenge of the Sixth as well. So we, we're going to see a lot more memes in the next twenty four hours. Um, let's see here. I got a bunch of stories pulled up and you know what? Today I'm going to just record long, I think, because I have a bunch of things that I wanted to talk about. And I, I'm, I'm curious to see, um, if people are interested in hearing me talk for longer than an hour. So I'm, I, I, like I said, it brought up a bunch of stories and I'm probably going to talk at length about each one. So we'll see how long this goes. I might, I might, I might burn through some of them, but I also might just talk um i don't know let's see i'm not screaming today i'm just doing this off offline um oh also i just started watching the new uh kung fu series on the cw and i'm digging it i really like the 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 new characters uh i i i i don't know i haven't looked online to see if anybody's had any issues with this reboot of the show it's done by Berlanti, you know, the guy who gave us the Arrowverse. So, I I've, I've never I've never disliked anything he's done. So, uh if you haven't watched it, it's on demand and you can probably set your DVR to record all episodes and just get caught up on the reruns. But um no, it's just really awesome. I I dig it. It's uh I don't know what to say other than I I would uh, <clears throat> I would argue that it might even be better than the original one with David Carradine. Um, you know because I mean it's it has more authentic. Uh, it to me appears that it has more authentic Chinese things in it. 
Um, I don't know because I'm I'm not Chinese. Um, of course, you know it being a CW show, um, everybody in the show is beautiful. So I mean, you don't have any ugly characters, and it's just kind of the way it goes with the CW. But the storytelling has been pretty cool so far. It's got me interested. You know, it got me sucked in pretty quick, and uh, you get you get a you get a like a uh, a family dynamic that is is uh, I don't know it, it, it is a dysfunctional family that is trying to uh, mend broken bridges and and uh, and and fix childhood traumas, and that's something I can ad- identify with. So. Uh, I enjoy it. I, I, I recommend somebody... Uh, remit, let me try that again. I recommend you guys checking it out. At the very least, watch the first episode. That's why I tell anybody who's like kind of, you know, not interested in watching something because of preconceived ideas or based on, you know, something they saw in a commercial that didn't like set right with them. Give it a watch, a single watch. Watch the first episode, or watch the watch the movie once if it's a movie. And you know, try to <coughs> excuse me. I've been <coughs> been dealing with asthma the last few days. I know what you're thinking. No, it's not the Rona. Um, although the asthma started kicking in after I got my last shot, so maybe it is. Um, but I think it's I think it's allergies because this time of year I usually have problems with like respiratory issues because of spring and all that because you know trees are uh, are pollinating which is essentially they're coming everywhere. Um, <laughs> anyways, let's get on to the stories here. I'm 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 babbling and you know I need to like get back to it. Meanwhile, back at the podcast. All right, so the first thing I wanted to talk about, let me turn this up a little bit. First thing I wanted to talk about is um new teaser from Tom Hiddleston's Loki teases new release date. This is from heroichollywood.com. And this is what it says here. Marvel Studios has revealed a new teaser trailer for Tom Hiddleston's upcoming Disney Plus series Loki, revealing an early release date. Since the conclusion of Falcon and Winter Soldier, <laughs> hold on, I, I I forgot to mute my phone, so let me do that now so I don't get another notification. Um, <laughs> all right, so what was I saying? Oh yes, since the conclusion of the Falcon and Winter Soldier, fans have been eagerly awaiting the release of Marvel Studios' next Disney Plus series. Both WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier were big hits with audiences and critics, with uh, both series being released right after one another. The gap between the Falcon and Winter Soldier and and uh, and Loki, however left fans eager to see what Tom Hiddleston's God of Mischief will be up to. Unfortunately, fans will have to wait at least another month to see what Thor's mischievous brother will do. Let's see here. All right. According to Marvel Studio at Marvel Studios on Twitter, uh, Loki is here to mix it up 
The original series arrives June 9th with new episodes streaming Wednesdays on Disney+. Plus. I don't know about you guys, but I'm 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 curious because it's got uh uh it's, it's Luke Wilson, I think. No. God. Hold on a second. Let me Google this right quick. <laughs> I think it's Luke Wilson. No, it's uh what is It's his brother, and of course my brain is not wanting to like give me his fucking name. Right now, uh, Owen, right, right, it's Owen Wilson, yeah, um, Owen Wilson is, is, uh, playing like a special agent or some shit in the Loki series, um, (laughs) I wonder, you know, is anybody, has anybody else, like, wondered, if maybe the reason why Owen Wilson talks like that is because he looks like he's got a deviated septum. His nose looks like it's been busted. Um, but it's been like that for fucking ever, right? So he, I don't think he's ever planned on changing it or fixing it because that makes him that makes him a unique guy. All right. That was a terrible ac- ac- accent. Yeah, yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Um, So... Yeah, so Owen Wilson and uh, and Tom Hiddleston are going to be uh, starring in the Loki series, right? I'm looking forward to it. I really am. So June 9th. So next month. Like literally like 30, well, not literally because it's like, it's only the 5th. But it's, it's, it's about a month, a month and a few days, right? I don't know. I I'm looking forward to seeing it. <laughs> I like I like Tom Hiddleston's Loki. Actually, I was talking to um, I was talking to Jamal on the last recording for my other podcast. It's not about you with Jamal, Marianne, and cousin Todd. Um, we we talked about like uh, Loki. I mentioned how I think it was in one of the I think it was uh. One of the Avengers movies, the one where where Loki is pretending pretending to be his father, you know, pretending to be, you know, you know, um, Odin, <clears throat> and he has he has humans doing like a a play where where Matt Damon is playing Loki, and I said to, I said to Jamal, I was like, look, you know, you realize that's not the first time in Tom or Matt. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Matt Damon has played Loki. He goes, really? When was the other time he played Loki? He's like, in the movie Dogma. He's like, right. <clears throat> That's right. I totally forgot about that. I'm like, it's, I mean, it's not, it's not the same Loki. But it's, you know, it's still Loki, right? Hold on a second here. I'm trying to find. Oh, you know what? It's not in there. I'm trying to find my inhaler. <clears throat> I think it's in my jacket. I'm having some <sighs> breathing issues at the moment. All right, so yeah, I mean, I just I'm looking forward to seeing it. I think it's uh, 
it's going to be a good show. Hopefully it's more than just like eight or nine episodes. Although that's probably what it is going to be because all of them have been like that. Okay, got that inhaler in there. It says June 9th on the on the text or on the tweet there, but down if I scroll down lower, it says June 11th. What is it? Is it 11th? I think maybe the original date was June 9th or June 11th. Maybe they moved it to the 9th. You know. <coughs> All right, next story here. Um, Stranger Things teaser hints at a trailer. Hints at trailer release date. Trailer release date? What does it say here? Let's scroll down to where it starts talking about this. Stranger Things Season 4 writers are hyping fans up for a trailer drop that seems to be coming all too soon. It starts with the writers dropping a cryptic tweet that reads, Are you ready? Uh, Which quickly went viral. An hour later, a new tweet dropped with a bunch of clock emojis and uh, the the mind-blown emoji with a YouTube link. That YouTube uh, video is entitled N or HNL Control Room. And it claims that due to technical difficulties, Hawkins National Laboratory will be closed until further notice. Uh, we will be back in service tomorrow at 9 a.m. Eastern Time. So we... Sh- we expected the Stranger Things Season 4 trailer to arrive at 9, p- 9 a.m. On, thurs- on Thursday, May 6th. It's, uh... Hold on a second. So, sh- oh, you know what? I read that wrong. I'm sorry. So, should we expect the Stranger Things Season 4 trailer to arrive at 9 a.m. Eastern Time on Thursday, May 6th. <laughs> seems like it. The video footage seems to be loaded with clues, which fans are already breaking down and discussing on Twitter. <clears throat> like so many TV and movie productions, Stranger Things was hit big with delays due to COVID-19 pandemic after the in- after initially beginning on in March 2020, right when the world went into lockdown, production restarted earlier this year, but the show's return date and all of the marketing involved with that has been hard to pinpoint or guess. In a previous interview, Stranger Things star Finn Wolfhard said that season four should be out sometime next year. Some fans may be disappointed by that answer, as they were hoping for Stranger Things Season 4 to drop in 2021. Still, any forward motion after the pandemic is is something to be happy about. And quote saying, I'll just say the pandemic definitely, uh, 
definitely massively delayed shooting and therefore the launch of our current season four date still to be announced. Uh, executive producer uh, Sean Le Levy told Collider last fall, quote, but it, impact, it impacted very positively by allowing the Duffer brothers for the first time ever to write in the entire season before we shoot it and and to have time to rewrite in any way they rarely had before so the qual the quality of these screenplays are ex exceptional maybe better th than ever well that's great because is as good as last season was i thought it could have been better i would have liked to see more of bob Bob was my favorite character in the show last year, but they killed him off. Mm. What? Spoiler alert. Oh, right. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it says, Wolfhard also echoed the praise of the story and tone for season four in uh, CBC Listen. Stating, quote, every season it gets darker, really. I will say with season three, I was like, this is the darkest season that there will ever be. Like the exploding rats and everything. But really, season four so far is the darkest season there has ever been. Every year it gets amped up. Every year it gets funnier and darker and sadder and everything. Every year they amp it up. So it says here to be on the lookout for the season four trailer tomorrow, May 6th. So this was posted today. <clears throat> yeah, I was wondering about that because I hadn't heard anything good or bad about Stranger Things. So I just assumed that they just have it on pause waiting for next the. <coughs> the, ab <coughs> the, <coughs> the ability to, to you know, go forward. Uh, sometimes it takes a minute or two for the, the inhaler stuff to really do its job, I guess. Also, having a drink of, of water will help. Actually, it's not water, but, you know. All right. Let's see here. Nothing else is on there, so I go over to what? I must have clicked on something. All right. Da -da -da -da. Next story I have here: Indiana Jones Five. Mads Mikkelsen says script has everything he wished for. I wonder what he's playing in the Indiana Jones 5 movie. He's probably playing a bad guy. He, he has that kind of... He can play the bad guy, I think. Let's see here. It's It's been 13 years since, we la since the last Indiana Jones movie was released in theaters. 13? Excuse me. Oh, my goodness. And the journey to the fifth franchise installment has been quite the, a long road. Indiana Jones 5 
was pushed back multiple times. And uh, let's see here. Multiple times, including the most recent push to 2022, thanks to the pandemic, it was reported that last year, it was reported last year that Steven Spielberg would no longer be directing the upcoming movie and that James Mar Mangold would be taking up the task. It seems that the pieces are finally starting to come together and the movie is expected to feature an extended cast, excuse me, exciting cast, in addition to Harrison Ford returning to play the titular role. The movie is expecting uh, expected to follow, uh, excuse me, expected to feature. The movie is expected to feature Solo's Phoebe Walter-Bridge, and Rogue One's Mads Mikkelsen. In fact, Mikkelsen recently spoke to Collider and teased a promising script. "Quote: I'm very, very excited about it." I rewatched Raiders of the Lost Ark the other day, and it was so well done and so charming. It's such a great, it's such great storytelling. So yes, a great honor to be a part of the franchise that I grew up with. I'm lucky in a lucky position where they let me read the script before, and yes, it was everything I wished it to be. So that was just great. Mickelson shared. It goes on to say here, quote, I do, I do think I'm invited to create a character. I think that everybody wants that. That's why they they pick certain characters that they think can come up with certain things. And it will be a collaboration as it always is. Mickelson, Mickelson added uh, about his role in the movie. Interesting enough, again, <clears throat> excuse me. Quote, interesting enough, again, a, a little like Raiders of Justice. There is kind of a mixture, a, gen, a genre mixture in Indiana Jones always. There is something that is a little larger than life, almost back to the 30s with a Peter Lorre kind of feel. And uh, then you have Indiana Jones, who is kind, kind of its, uh, who kind of is a straight man, but does produce a lot of funny and interesting things. There, but uh, there are different character genres in some of those films. Yeah, I remember. I remember. You know, Indiana Jones having some funny one-liners, but it's. He's always kind of like the the one who's not amused by things. Um, <laughs> I think I still think my favorite Indiana Jones is the Last Crusade, where the interactions between uh, Indy and his dad are probably my favorite interactions throughout the whole movie because just there's this there's a father son dynamic that uh, you know <laughs> they get along, but. At the same time, they're they're at odds with each other at some time at some points throughout the movie. You know, he's he feels like his dad doesn't appreciate him, and his and his father feels like his son just doesn't get it. So, 
And it says here, last year Ford revealed that he was returning to, he was re relearning how to use his character's iconic bullwhip. The actor also shared that he hopes the fifth film has the same success as Marvel. Well, I mean, it really depends, man. Um, it really depends on how they do it. I know a lot of people didn't like the Crystal Skull. I liked it for what it was, but I also um, tried not to compare it too much to the original three because it was there was elements that were different. I think I think the problem that people had, well, a couple things. One is they didn't like the character of Mutt. They they thought Mutt was this, you know. It, yeah, and to a degree, I kind of think that's true. I agree with that. I think Mutt was, he was a kid with anger issues for sure, you know? And uh, he was always like, you know, why, you know, that's my mother you're talking about kind of thing, you know? And uh, I think Indiana Jones said it best, like, why are you so angry? Why do you always have to feel like you have to defend your, you know, not everything needs to be a fight. <laughs> so hopefully hopefully they have a a good uh either they have a good replacement for for uh for Mutt if they, I'm I'm almost positive they're not going to have uh a, a Shia LaBeouf coming back as playing Mutt cuz uh I think after that last movie he he talked he talked some shit about it. And I think even I think it was uh I think it was uh Ford who said something to him like dude even if the movie is bad, you're not, you're promoting it. You shouldn't be talking bad about the movie. Even if you agree with if it's bad or not, you shouldn't talk bad about the movie. So I think, I think uh, Shia LaBeouf definitely burnt some bridges over on the Lucasfilm uh, lot and probably with Spielberg as well. Although Spielberg's not being, not a part of this. So maybe, um, maybe we'll, maybe we will see Mutt. Maybe uh maybe Shia LaBeouf is coming back. And the, I think the other thing people had an issue with uh, the Crystal Skull was the whole alien thing. I didn't dislike that. I just thought the execution of it was kind of lame. I thought it could have been better. But uh, all right. So next story I have here. It looks like Blade. The Marvel's Blade production is reportedly pushing back to 2022, is what it says here on comicbook.com. Okay. Marvel's fans may have thought the Marvel Cinematic Universe Blade reboot was coming soon, but now we know it will be much longer of a wait in a feature article about DC's plans for Black Superman, uh, a Black Superman movie, there was also a footnote about Marvel's studio's plan for Blade. As it states in the report, quote, Marvel isn't rushing with Blade, whose start date was pushed uh, from September to July, uh, uh, to July 2022. So that's that uh, the studio can spend time working on this uh, Stacy uh, O.C. Kaufer penned script. Okay, Blade will star Oscar winner 
uh, well, uh, Maharshala Ali, I think I got that name right, in the titular role of the Daywalker Vampire Hunter, which was previously played by Wesley Snipes. Uh, Marvel's entire movie slate has been through serious ups and downs since the COVID-19 pandemic hit. Uh, since the the MCU is a house of cards, one project being moved inevitably, uh, inevitably forces the subsequent projects to move also. Ironically, Blade seems to be an outlier as uh, there are no clear connections between the character's story and the larger MCU. It seems as though Marvel Studios could move forward with the project independent of trying to shuffle its other films and TV series. But few fans would probably complain about letting the film uh, gestate a while longer. To really get it right, uh, let's see here. Wesley Snipes' run as Blade was all, was nothing short of pivotal in ushering in the entire comic book movie blockbuster genre we know today. That's true. Mo- most people think that uh, the whole like blockbuster comic book movie thing started with the X-Men in 2000, or 99, whenever it was. But I believe the first Blade movie came out in 96, or no, it was either 97 or 98. And uh, yeah, I love those movies. I actually own them. I have all three of them. And I was, you know, it's it would be cool. It would be cool if they gave if they if they gave uh, Wesley Snipes a, like a like a at the, at the very least a cameo role. But I would like to see him playing a a, a bigger part in the Blade story. It would be awesome. It would be super awesome if. If if Snipes got to play Whistler or or that type of character in the new Blade movie, and if you're not familiar, Whistler was kind of Blade's uh, mentor, who's played by uh um. Oh, of course, as soon as I start talking about it, my brain goes, "No, you don't need that information." Um. Um. Oh God. Either way. <coughs> <clears throat> you guys have access to IMDb, right? You can look it up. <sighs> I think my my asthma is, is is affecting my brain. Not really, but the fact that I'm having to like, you know, <clears throat> I'm being distracted by coughing. My brain is being. I'm I'm super ADD, so maybe me coughing is kind of like you know accidentally bumping the, <laughs> the CD player and having it skip to a different song. <laughs> <clears throat> and then it says here, rumors suggest that Marvel's Blade could actually see a, the debut of a Marvel character who ha- who never quite made it onto the comic book page. That would be uh, Fallon Gray, a female vampire hunter who was supposed to debut 
in a book called Blade the Hunter, Fallon would learn that she was the daughter of Eric Brooks, also known as Blade, and would come to her own as a vampire hunter. That comic fell apart in development, but the MCU may resurrect that concept. I would be, oh, that would be so cool. If they took an idea for a comic book that that didn't actually get started and turn that into a, a, a movie script. That I mean to me that's that seems like a, a, a cool way to, to, to reboot the the to reboot Blade is to have the character of his daughter. You know? It looks like it and it says here at the very bottom it says Marvel's Blade will start production in July of twenty twenty two. Excuse me. No release date has been announced. <clears throat> Man, I'm having all kinds of problems today. Between like my my asthma and, like kicking up and then of course now I had I've had to pause a couple different times so if, if I seem like I'm like if my my train of thought is changing mid th- midway through what I'm saying it's probably cuz I've paused, blew my nose or coughed, didn't had a coughing fit or whatever I had to do. Because I just like as soon as I started recording is when my face and my chest, you know, <clears throat> and my my nose itches like crazy. My uh, my my chest is is constricting a bit, so I'm having trouble breathing. I know what you're thinking. I, I, trust me, it's just just asthma. It's allergies. Uh, I, you know, I I can't I I can't. Uh, I can't overthink that and and start thinking that it's anything other than those two things. All right, so next story we have here. Star Wars, how the Bad Batch will tie to the Mandalorian. Explained. This is a story from comicbook.com. It says, Star Wars launched its newest series from the, uh, in the form of the Bad Batch. With the first episode premiering on on Tuesday in celebration of Star Wars Day, the series follows the events of its animated predecessor, Clone Wars, but will also inform some of the events and characters being explored in popular live-action series The Mandalorian, as well as well. Uh, Though The Bad Batch is set in an entire... is set an entire movie trilogy earlier than The Mandalorian. It borrows characters like uh, Fennec Shand and and showcases their earlier days in the Star Wars lore. Uh, While while talking to uh, comic book Dom, Comicbook.com. Um, sorry, I'm just. I'm <laughs> oh wow, just all kinds of things. It's it's called Murphy's Law, folks. If it can go wrong, it will. I'm just gonna keep going though. I don't think I'll edit this out. I'll just keep it in. The Bad Batch producers Brad Rao and Jennifer Corbett teased some of how the new animated series will inform what we are seeing in on the live action show. Quote, really the 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 lame answer is we can't talk about we can't talk too much about that. 
Rao prefaced. Uh, but it's exciting that the possibilities are the type of characters, the specific characters um, that are, are alive and kicking around during the time period of the Bad Batch is really awesome. Like Fennec, like other characters that we uh, won't mention, <laughs> that will likely see some familiar faces. And we also have fun introducing brand new characters you haven't seen before that we feel really close to. And we think the fans are going to dig as well. So yeah, we get into all of that stuff. Some of those familiar faces might be more Jedi apprentices like the one in the first episode as well. Uh, uh. Migna Wan, Wan, I think that's how you say her name. Uh, Migna Wan, uh, her her character Finnick appeared in The Mandalorian, and we'll go on to the book of Boba Fett as a seasoned warrior. The Bad Batch has an opportunity to show a different side of the character's journey, and it seems it will be doing just that. When you see Fennec in the Mandalorian, she's very skilled and she, she's seasoned. She's been around. Uh, Corbett explained, "Quote and when you meet her in the batch, she's in in the early stages of her life as a bounty hunter. So it's fascinating to have to have uh, her be partnered with in a sense." In an episode with the Bad Batch, where uh, where they're so in uh, in this beginning stage of a new era of their lives, and finding out what uh, what their new purpose is, and how they have how they can how they can survive while she's making a name for herself as a bounty hunter. So it's definitely fun to play around with her in this world. I need to rewatch that because I don't remember her being in it, but I did watch it yesterday. I guess I was not paying that close attention. Uh, uh, uh. All right. Next story. Apparently, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is no longer canon in the MCU. Why? Okay, this is what it says here on lrmonline.com. <clears throat> it is it, it seems that agents of shield agents of shields fans are about to be unhappy when they find out that the show is no longer canon in the MCU however that was that was always on the cards to be fair and now we have a sort of confirmation of such in the thing uh in the listings on Disney Plus. If you have Disney Plus, you now know uh, if you have Disney Plus, you know how it works. There are two sections for Marvel. The MCU content and everything else. That everything else box is titled Marvel Legacy Movies. 
and it's where you'll find uh, the Fox X-Men movies, for example. Well, as of this week, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is now placed in that category internationally, not in the U.S. as current Netflix still has the streaming rights to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in the U.S. However, internationally, for example, in the U.K., where I live, this is the person who wrote this story, the show is on Disney+. Plus. And as I said before, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fans will be unhappy, but they also, I think, knew it was inevitable. I had no idea that this was even going to be a thing. I just assumed because they had some crossover between the movies and this and the series that that it was in the same universe. So, I mean, yeah, it kind of it kind of bums me out a little bit. But to be honest, um, towards the end, Agents of Shield was kind of meh. Um, the whole like in in outer space part of the series, I didn't like. I just didn't care for it. I liked they added like <clears throat> Marvel Marvel superheroes that we hadn't seen on television before. Excuse me, television before. Like uh, we got introduced to uh, Ghost Rider, the one that drives the car, not the one that rides the motorcycle. I mean, I dug that one. I really did. I hope that he comes back. I hope they bring him back. I would like to see that car again. I have, I have a thing for, for 69 Chargers. Uh, and it goes back to when I was about six years old. And a specific Charger that used to run around the Warner Brothers lot. Um, however, uh, I still like the car. I don't necessarily care one way or another for that specific car. I just like the car in general. Um, I'm not going to go into that story. I'm not going to talk about the Dukes of Hazard and all that. You just know that, yeah. Anyways. Um, so, I don't know. I, I don't... I personally don't have a problem with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. not being canon anymore. Because as, as good as the show was, it had its problems, too. And I, and and, and they, the only connection they had uh, to the MCU was, uh, was Coulson. Oh, and the, okay, and there was the the one time that Samuel L. Jackson made an appearance. I think it was season one, and that came out right around the time of I think uh, the uh, I want to say Age of Ultron, but it could have been the first Avengers movie, movie or it or it was one of the Thor movies. Either way, Samuel L. Jackson made an appearance briefly at the end of one of the episodes, and then of course Coulson. Um, and I think, I think I knew that this wasn't going to be canon because the fact that Coulson died in the movies and they resurrected him for the TV show should have been like the cue that it wasn't going to be canon, right? Come on. Don't be that nerd that like it's all butthurt because they make it uncanon. Is that a word? Uncanon? I don't think it is, but you, you get what I'm saying, right? Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe I should rewatch uh, Agents of Shield. I haven't, I haven't watched it in a long, long time. I, and I really didn't like that last season. It felt like it was rushed, and um, 
I don't know, the time travel thing was kind of stupid. I mean, not as dumb as them going into space. I mean, I think they had to do with time travel too, didn't it? All right. Next story. Story. All right. So, where is... I'm going to bring these together. I have three stories here about Superman that I want to talk about. First story I have here is uh, WB Superman reboot to feature a black Kal-El and may be set in the 20th century. All right. Well, I mean, that would be different enough that it would be okay to show an, a, another origins of Superman, right? We're going to change the origins a bit. Or are we going to have uh we're going to have we're going to have this this Kal-El be like a farmer in in Kansas, right? No, got to hope not. I hope that they I hope they redo the entire story as far as like his origins of where he crashes. But let's let's not do stereotypical shit, right? Let's let's not like have him crash in some like inner city kind of thing. That would be stupid. Um I don't know. I mean, maybe have beings that like I think Metropolis is supposed to be kind of the uh supposed to be kind of like the the New York of the DC universe. Um, and I think, I think, I think Smallville is, Smallville is supposed to be in Kansas, right? So it wouldn't be, Smallville wouldn't be in like the, the same, it wouldn't be in the same state as, uh, as, uh, Metropolis. Cause I would think Metropolis would be in New York state, right? Wouldn't it? I don't know. We'll see. This is, this is what it says here on, on heroichollywood.com. Insiders say that the Superman project from J.J. Abrams and Oh, God. I hate it when I get these people who have these... Uh, how do you say this person's name? Google, help me. All right. Let's see here. Okay, well, according to now my now my mouse doesn't want to work. Why are we having these troubles today? Seriously, knock it off. Where the fuck is the pointer? God damn it! What the hell? Why is my I'm sorry, folks. I'm having some computer problems right now. My mouse keeps disappearing for some fucking reason. And it's starting to irritate the shit out of me. Alright. Alright, so this person... Okay, the person I'm trying to figure out how to say their name. According to Wikipedia, it is... Tanahasi. Tanahasi. Tanahasi Paul Coates is the guy's name, according to... Wikipedia. He and J.J. Abrams uh, will feature a black Kal-El 
and may be set in the past. After the news arrives earlier this year that J.J. Abrams and Mr. Coates, I'm just going to say Mr. Coates because I'm, I'm having trouble. I looked it up to find out how to say his name, but I've closed that tab that gives you the phonetic way of saying it. I said it once. I'm not going to repeat it because this is... Uh, anyways, J.J. Uh, Abrams and Mr. Coates are working on a Superman reboot for Warner Brothers. Uh, so whispers sprung up suggesting that the film would feature a black Kal-El, with many suggesting that Michael B. Jordan could step into the role. And now the Hollywood Reporter has uh, has reportedly spoken to insiders who have confirmed that the project will focus on a black Kal-El as well as revealing an interesting detail about the story. Scrolling down, the report suggests the studio is considering setting the film in the 20th century, although it's not clear which specific decade. Regardless, it offers plenty of interesting opportunities for the Superman reboot. Uh, Another interesting detail in the report claims that Warner Brothers is committed to finding a black director for the film since J.J. Abrams is only uh, producing the project as a part of his deal with the company. Uh, What do you make of this new Superman? What would you like to see in this new version of of Kal-El arriving in the 20th century? Are you excited for the project from J.J. Abrams and Mr. Coates? Sound off. I don't know, man. I I really I think it's a cool idea. I just hope they don't like do a lot of the stereotypical things when they when they uh, when they change when they change uh, someone's ethnicity uh, from a character who's largely been white in the past. I don't have a problem with him being black. I don't. I just, I don't want to see like the stereotype stuff. Um, I, and I'm sure J.J. Abrams is not, in, at least not in, in recent years, in my eyes, hasn't done any, anything bad. Uh, I know a lot of people who hate on his version of Star Trek, but I, I dug him. Um, the only thing that he did that I really didn't care for was like Cloverfield and uh, possibly Lost. I think I watched like the first episodes of the first four episodes of Lost and was like, this is stupid and turned it off. And I've never watched it since. I think that, uh, I don't know. I, I just, I, I would, I think it will be, a, it, I think it will be different enough that it will be cool to see a new Origins. Um, or maybe not. Actually, maybe let's let's not do a whole origin story again with Superman because even, <clears throat> even if we change it up enough that it's different from like the original. But still, let's let's not let's not have him like let's not have him crash in like a cornfield or you know on a farm someplace. How about we have him you know? How about we have him crash in the mountains someplace and he gets he gets found by like Buddhist monks or some shit. You know, and have him uh, have him ra- raised in a different country entirely. You know, that's what I would do. Um, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. All right. Next story, man. Next story. So, 
So, and this is all these. Okay, oh, the next two links I have pulled up are also about Superman reboot. So this is what this says. Does it have? This is Warner Brothers uh, Superman movie reboot will feature a black version of Superman character in uh, in a story written by acclaimed author and Eisner Award winning comic book writer. Mr. Coates. I'm I'm not going to butcher that guy's first name. And apparently he's uh he's involved with um the next Black Panther movie as well as Captain he was a part dealt with uh Captain America. Uh <clears throat> actually maybe those are comics. No, he, oh okay, yeah, he he wrote Black uh, Black Panther World of Wakanda and Captain America. However, the details of how Warner Brothers and producer J.J. Abrams would reimagine Superman, Superman's mythos for a person of color have been pretty vague. But a new report about the project may shine some light on some key details. First of all, it appears this new S- Superman movie uh, is being angled as its own standalone universe within the expanded DC multiverse, one that retells the classic Superman origin story. And the Hollywood Reporter uh, says this, the Superman film appears to be moving onto its own track and won't be a part of the universe as of now. Sources tell the Hollywood Reporter that Coates is crafting a Kal-El in the vein of the original Superman comics and uh, will have the protagonist hail from Krypton and come to Earth while the story is currently being crafted and many details could change. The one opinion under the under consideration is for the film to be a 20th century period piece. So far, a lot of the, of the debate around the new black Superman film is that has been held at bet around this this new black man black superman film has been held at bay until the actual facts of the story and character are confirmed changing the races of popular comic book characters has become a cultural lightning rod as some as superheroes and their supporting casts have risen to become blockbuster movie stars but Superman is a character who has been rebooted. Uh, but Superman, as a character who has been rebooted as a black man on the comic book page, so there's precedent here. I didn't know that. I did know. I did know that there was a Chinese version of Superman, um, and I have that comic book. And I, I think I read most of it. I don't know if I finished it or not. It's been a while since I read it. And that was actually cool. It's not, and but that character wasn't Kal El. That was like somebody else entirely. And it was, it was more that Superman was more like a, a uh, Captain America type story where he was this guy who was given like a super soldier type serum, and he got the powers of Superman. Let's see here. It says here, DC Comics fans have been largely supportive of the idea uh, 
of the Calvin Ellis version of President Superman created and molded after President Barack Obama being adopted into film. Calvin Ellis' Kryptonian name was Kalal. Kalel. It's spelled K-A-L-E-L, no space. So it's Kalal, but with no space between the Kal and the L. And his origin story, largely the same as the original version of Superman, uh, save that Kal- Kal-El landed on Earth and was adopted by a poor black family, thereby giving him a distinct, distinctly different worldview and missions as Superman. Uh, he not only served as a, com- a costume hero, but tried to help oppressed people in his uh, civilian guise as a politician, eventually becoming president. I haven't seen that. I should de- definitely check that out. <laughs> Barack Obama. <coughs> Barack Obama is Superman. I I, I think I dig that actually. <laughs> it says so far there's nothing in the description of of Coates's Superman story that would prohibit some or all of Calvin Ellis's Superman from being used for the film. The 20th century setting is a bit more curious, but understandable seeing where a black Superman stood in relation to pivotal events, World War II, the Civil Rights Movement, Vietnam, the Reagan era, and 70s and 80s drug war in urban America would provide deeper and more serious context about what Superman can and cannot do to say, quote-unquote, save the world. It would also be right in the vein of Coates' powerful telegra- uh, tele- telescopic view of American society and race. Calvin, Calvin, uh, Calvin's, or excuse me, Coates will reportedly deliver his Superman's movie script by mid-December, so it may be a while before officials de- official details are set in place. Warner Brothers is reportedly looking at a list of black directors for the Superman reboot, which I already already talked about. So, and this last one here, Regina King and Barry Jenkins among candidates to helm Superman reboot. That's the next story. It's tied into this story. Regina King and Barry Jenkins are among the rumored. Okay, I just said that. Da, 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 da. It says, according to the Hollywood Reporter, both Regina King and Barry Jenkins. Okay, we just why are we repeating the same thing over and over again, folks? Are you? you oh man. Regina King recently made her di- directorial debut with One Night in Miami, which was met with widespread critical acclaim. And Academy Award winner Barry Jenkins is also reported in the running alongside uh, Shaka King. Stephen Couple uh, Jr. and J.D. Dillard. Any of of those directors could bring a truly unique vision to the Superman reboot, so it'll be interesting to see who signs on for the project. Those are I I 
Now, Regina King sounds familiar. I think she she started off as an actress, and I think I know her from some some movies that I've seen. The other names don't really click with me. I don't know who they are. But if they're as as good as this, the, these articles are saying, then I'm down. I can't wait to see it. It, it sounds awesome. It really does. All right. Next story from the Nerdist. Okay, so this I wanted to talk about this because I've been I've been seeing a lot of Jack Black on social media lately. In the last year, he's been on he's been on uh social media doing these funny videos <coughs> where he like is playing around in his backyard it looks like. <laughs> and largely the videos I've been watching have all been on like excuse me, on TikTok. So, I think the videos are at most 60 seconds long, but it's always him in a Speedo, and he's, like, jumping around and, you know, doing physical comedy, you know? But this is what the article on The Nerdist says, or Nerdist.com. Jack Black recreates Obi-Wan Kenobi's Hello There meme. All right, I think, do I have this... Let's unmute it. Hello there. General Kenobi. May the force be with you. Always. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> I need to watch that again. Chris, it opens up Instagram. Seriously? God damn it. Why are you fucking doing this to me? I hate that shit. Play. I don't know. Refresh this page then. I don't like going to Instagram on my computer because the the videos always start with no sound, and when I try to unmute them, it it just that doesn't unmute it. It just like reloads the page, and it's it's irritating. So hit play. Hello there, General Kenobi. May the Force be with you always. So he. <laughs> He does the whole like hello there where he's but he's standing there in like a robe in speedos holding a lightsaber. So that's kind of funny. And then and when he says may the force be with you always he's like it, I don't know how he did it but he has he has himself um on his sh- it, it, it looks like he has somebody on his shoulders, but then he, the person on his shoulders lifts their head, and it's Jack Black. So he looks kind of like Grievous. So he's got four arms, and he's spinning four lightsabers. You have to, you have to go to his uh, Instagram to see it. It's really funny. I thought it was funny. But this is what the article says here. It says Jack Black is having a lot of fun on Instagram these days. 
and mad respect to that he's really making the most out of the of some extended time at home and delighting the internet in the process. The beloved actor known for his films at School of Rock and The Holiday has already delivered some hilarious performances as Thor, Captain America, now getting into the Star Wars action. To honor the May 4th, or Star Wars Day this week, Jack Black recreated the most iconic moments from the prequel films he put on a white robe of of the fuzzy bathroom variety to to mimic Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan Kenobi robe <laughs> he says and he says the Jedi's famous line hello there then pans over to himself as another Star Wars character the villainous multi-armed multi-limbed rather general grievous <laughs> It's pretty dang incredible, if you if I do say so myself. Black accomplished the grievous look by sitting on his own shoulders. I'm no amateur CGI expert, so I'm not totally sure how this works, but it looks amazing. Even more amazing are the added special effects. At uh, look at the sky in the background and you can see the Death Star, a TIE fighter also whizzes by with its iconic sound. Black also added some impressive effects to his lightsabers to make uh, them look like real, the real deal. It's a lot of effort for a 10 second clip, but it's absolutely paid off. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, you know, I didn't even notice that the, the, the Death Star was back there, but yeah, I guess it was. That's really cool. All of these stories, man, I, I'm pretty sure all of these stories have also been posted to the Facebook page and Twitter, so if you want to check them out. Or you can go to the websites directly and look for them, because they should be in the, more, in the more recent posts on their sites, comicbook.com, The Nerdist, uh, lrmonline.com. All right. Oh, I already talked about that. Close that one out. And got two more stories to talk about here. Actually, it didn't I didn't go nearly as long as I thought I was going to with this. All right, cool. I burned through all these stories relatively quick. So the last couple stories I have. We have uh, Funko has some new pops. I'll talk about those. And then we have, um, looks like Andor set video and photo show, Stormtrooper armor, and more. So let's talk about those Funko pops. Or do you like Funko pops? I've been over to Everett, Washington, where they have their flagship store. Of course, the day that I was there, they were closed. So I didn't get to see any of them up close, except for in the ones in the window. But apparently... Funko is celebrating Pride. Last year, Funko released a wave of pop figures in support of the It Gets Better project and the LGBTQ plus community 
Not surprisingly, the rainbow-colored Batman, SpongeBob SquarePants, and Hello Kitty Pride Pops were a big hit, and we expect the same to to be the case for the amazing new Pride Month 2021 lineup. That includes fan favorites from Star Wars, Marvel, and Disney. And then we also have um, Diamond Collection Ursula Hot Topic Exclusive Pop. Pride Pop is now up for pre-order, so that's cool. Uh, The new Pride Funko Pop wave includes a rainbow Star Wars Stormtrooper, uh, Tina Belcher from Bob's Burgers, Marvel's Deadpool, and Wally, Stitch, and Mickey Mouse from Disney. Pre-orders are live here at Entertainment Earth right now. And it says, many Goofy and BB at Pride Pop figures will also were also announced as upcoming Funko exclusives. The Disney Pop figures were released part of the coll- full collection of Pride 2021 Disney items that you can order at the at Shop Disney. Uh, the collection includes everything from T-shirts to uh, and masks and to plush. Now, once again, Funko has paired their new Pride Funko Pops with a donation to It Gets Better the the, the get it the. try that again uh, Funko has partnered their Pride Funko Pops with a donation to the It Gets Better project Disney will also be donating to organizations that support LGBTQ plus communities a full list can be found at RainbowDisneyCollection.com. Here's what they had to say about the partnership last year. Quote, Our Funko Funko Pride Pop collection is a celebration of inclusivity and acceptance. Funko supports the LGBTQ plus community and rejects intolerance and discrimination. At Funko, fun is for everyone. A donation from Funko has also been made to get uh, to the It Gets Better Project, a organization that uplifts, empowers, and connects the LGBTQ plus youth around the globe. In support of this program, it, it, uh, the It Gets Better Project inspires people to share their stories and remind the next generation of the LGBTQ plus youth that hope is out there and it will get better. That's awesome. That really is cool. I have lots of friends in that community, and it, it bothers me when I see people um, tearing them down because of whatever beliefs that person may have. Um, you know that you don't know what someone's going through. Uh, you don't know if uh, if that person doesn't have a supportive family and 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 that are basically being treated as less than human. Or, you know, or even worse, they, they, you know, they, they have to deal with, I don't know, it, it's hard for me to even talk about. Um, I, I am not a part of that community, but like I said, I, I'm an ally and I, I'm always wanting to help support my friends that are, that are a part of that community. Um, largely because, um, I have family members who 
at one time thought that I was part of that community, regardless of what I told them. You know, no, I'm not gay. I've never been gay. I've not been interested in guys. But because apparently I, I wasn't manly enough for, uh, you know, I, 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 I was, yeah. So it, they just they made they made cruel assumptions and said horrible horrible things. Something you would never want to hear from a family member. You know, something that's hard to hear someone say to a complete stranger. But imagine hearing those types of things from one family to another, a family member to another. In my mind, that should never happen. You should never hear a parent or a sibling talk to, you know, a, a, a child or a or sibling as if they are less than because they they identify as, as something that is not quote-unquote normal, you know. I don't know. It just, I, it sucks. I, 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 I completely empathize with, with people that are mistreated that way. Cause I had family members do that to me. Talk to me like I was less than human. And, um, I don't even want to repeat the things that, that my family members said to me, just that it was, it was something you'd never want to hear. Or you think you'd ever hear? You know, and I don't understand the hate. I really don't. I, I I just don't. I don't get it. So, I'm always there for my friends. At least I try to be, regardless of you know. Yeah. All right. Last story I have here for the, for today's episode, and or and or. The, the uh, I believe it's a Star Wars TV series, Star Wars Andor. Andor. Um, we have set videos and photos show stormtrooper armor and more. What? Got a video here. Ooh. Looks like there's a fight going on here. Uh, all you're hearing is like the wind blowing because the person filming it is really far away from where they're actually shooting. This is what it says here. The new Andor set video and photos hit the web today from filming... In uh, Cle Cle Cleveleys, England, is that right? C L E V E L E Y S, Cleveleys. I'm probably mispronouncing that. Ugh. My nose will not stop itching. Uh, I th and it says here, I think we can pretty much guess what's going on here and now. It's intriguing to me. Before I share the links, I'll give my guesses. I think what we are seeing here is an Imperial attack on civilians, and there will be casualties. Uh, looks like uh, this is a seaside town, and that matches completely with the Stormtrooper armor you can see in the photos posted on Reddit's r 
r slash Star Wars leaks. Uh, I would not consider these images uh, nor the videos below spoilers as such, but you might, so be warned. So I saw the video. Let's scroll down and see if I can find the pictures that they're talking about. Show that full screen, maybe. Oh, look at that. Where? They say they see stormtroopers, but I don't see any stormtroopers. I see some motion capture suits. Watch that again. Replay video. Huh. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't see any stormtroopers. I just see a guy in a motion capture suit and somebody fighting something that is not there. So, I don't see any actual still images. It's just a video. Uh, 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 uh. Well, that's cool. It says the video itself shows some some being thrown by what would would could assume is a blast of some kind. Then. A mocap suited actor drags two actors who I assume are dead up a set of stairs. It almost looks to me like a KS unit like KSO or K2, K2, uh, KS2O. I mean, it could be anything if it's a mocap suit. It doesn't necessarily have to be a, it doesn't have to be a droid. Could be it could be another creature for all we know. I'm not yeah they're I don't know what they're talking about photos. There's not any photos posted here. It's just a video. All right. Well, I guess that is it for today. Uh, sorry for like the ums and uhs and and everything. I as soon as I started recording, my body decided to start fucking with me. I have allergies kicking my ass right now, and my Asthma was definitely an issue. So, um, hopefully your day is going better than mine currently. Because right now I'm I'm just like I I want my nose to stop itching. At least I'm able to breathe right now, so that's good. Um, thank you again for listening to me babble for an hour, hour and twenty minutes. And uh, hopefully the rest of your week goes uh, well. By the time this is posted, it's going to be Friday. So hopefully your week went well. Hopefully you have a great weekend. And. Uh, uh, if you've made it this far, please tell your friends about the podcast. Go to rate.206geek.com to give the podcast a rating and a review on on Apple and Podchaser. And that would do that would help the podcast considerably. Um, and you know, like I said, share the podcast with friends. Tell them to go to 206geek.com 
and that'll take them to where they can listen to the podcast on their on their mobile device or their computer. And uh, I'll talk to you guys next week. So I wanted to read you guys some of the the ratings and the reviews that I got for the podcast. Um, some of the ones I got here I have truly geeky. There's no higher honor I can bestow than that. Well, I could declare it em- emperor of the known universe, I suppose. But if the emperor is not geeky, then who really cares? Five stars. Nice. Um, let's see here. A great show for the local and for the local nerd and beyond. Nice. Also five stars. Um, I love listening to these nerds. Super entertaining. Five stars. Thank you. New year, new episodes. What more could you ask for? Five stars. Nice. And we also have a great listen. Five stars. And then there's, of course... Uh, because, you know, I wanted to at least have one on there. I didn't expect to get more, but that's awesome. The first one is uh, from me. It says, I'm biased, but I think this sh- I think it's a great podcast. Five stars. <laughs> yes, yeah, I, I, I rated and reviewed my own podcast, folks. <laughs> uh, so... If you want to also do a, a rating and a review, and I'll read these once I get new ones. These are all kind of old, um, but I haven't had any new ones in a while. If you want to give me a rating and a review, you can go to rate.206geek.com, and that will take you to where you can find the links for Apple Podcast and Podchaser. Both are free. And you can set up an account if you don't already have one, and then rate and review the podcast. Uh, if you would do that, that'd be great. The more people that rate and re- review the podcast, the the more this, the podcast becomes visible, more people see it, more people subscribe and download. That'd be great if you did that. Thanks. <laughs>